You're listening to the High River Chamber Chat, where we talk all things business, leadership, and High River events. Get ready for insightful conversations and some laughs along the way. All right, today we've got Ted Dawson here with the High River Santa Claus Parade. And uh, Ted, we're going to talk all about December 2nd and the Santa Claus Parade that is coming. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it's the 36th annual parade for Santa Claus coming up this year. Lisa, yes, it's our 36th annual parade. And almost hate to say it, but it's my 31st annual <laughs> in terms of looking after it. So I think it's time we get somebody to somebody younger. But anyway, <laughs> so uh, no, it's our 36th annual parade. And, and uh, actually everything as far as the parade and the lights and everything else, you can go to highriverchristmas.ca mm-hmm. and get that in before I forget. Um, but we've got, I mean, lots of it's been really great because we haven't had an actual parade for two years. We've done the porch parades around town, but the actual parade is really nice. And we've got lots of sort of interest already. The As soon as we had, had announced after the Little Bridges Parade that we were definitely having the Santa Claus Parade, June 13th, we got a registration from the Manton Booster Club to enter their old school bus. So, so they were they were anxious to get in it. So that was great. But we've got lots of things happening around the Santa Claus Parade. Um, we have the Light Up uh, High River uh, contest. Yeah. We have the lights in George Lane Park. And we're going to be installing those lights on the 3rd, 4th, and 5th of November. And so if anybody feels like coming out and helping us do that, that would be wonderful because younger knees and legs would definitely be welcomed <laughs> and uh, and then for the parade itself uh, we've got starting at basically 4 30 the downtown will be closed to vehicle traffic because we've got a lot of things that are happening that will be sort of more pedestrian friendly so 4 30 the downtown gets closed off then five o'clock we start things on the stampede stage and it will be right across fifth avenue south of the memorial center facing george lane park and so we'll be having caroling on the stampede stage and hope people come out and bring their singing voices and everything else and then 5 30 the lions club will be having hot dogs uh, at the barber shop and that's just south of the Memorial Center. And so they'll be serving the hot dogs there starting at 5.30. Make sure you get that right. <laughs> and then uh, six o'clock, Mayor Snodgrass is going to flick the switch and turn on the lights to the gates of George Lane Park. Unfortunately, with having timers spread all over the place, we can't flick one switch and have everything come on at once. But anyway, so we'll get that started. And then the Santa Claus Parade starts at 6.30, uh, you know, right at the Anglican Church on McLeod Trail and mm-hmm. uh, 2nd Street Southwest. And then the parade goes north on McLeod Trail to the post office corner of 1st uh, Street and McLeod Trail Southwest. And then goes south past the museum and then uh, uh, finishes up just north of the library. So come down early. 
There's lots of parking along the old CPR right away in behind the, uh, um, the United Church at the town parking lot. There's parking in there. And then with, along with the parade, uh, we have the market, the winter market in the Memorial Center. Mm-hmm. And that gets underway Friday afternoon and then goes into the evening and then uh, Saturday as well. The United Church is having their Gift of Hope Christmas market, and that will be getting underway later in the afternoon on Friday, December 2nd. And then uh, we're really, really encouraging all the merchants in town to stay open for Moonlight Madness shopping because we're anticipating a really good turnout for spectators. Uh, So it would be really wonderful to have late night shopping and have something that the folks can do after the parade and and everything else. So we're looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. One of the uh, the really exciting things that I've been hoping for for years is a live band. <laughs> and this year we actually have the um, the Calgary Roundup Band and the Calgary Stetson Band uh, Show Band uh, signed up for the parade. So we're really excited about that. So. We want everybody to say their prayers for a mild evening. <laughs> yes, those be cold fingers. <laughs> cold fingers. I hate to see somebody's trumpet freeze up or something. <laughs> yes. So, um, so we've so that's really exciting. And then we already have over twenty entries in the parade. And so, if anybody would like to enter, um, we would love to have them. They can go to HighRiverChristmas.ca and they can register for the parade there. And then the only stipulation is that um, they must have additional Christmas lights on their entry Um, because we just find being an evening parade, um, just a vehicle with headlights doesn't show that well. Mm -hmm. And and safety is our first concern. And so, uh, having the additional Christmas lights on the vehicle and float definitely makes it show up a lot better and makes it a lot safer for everybody. And, and then along with that, um, Robin McDonald and Kathy Lambert are um, soliciting the merchants around town or anybody who would like to, uh, to donate candy. And then what we'll do is we'll pool all the candy from everybody uh, that contributes uh, we'll make up a little uh, insert that uh, lists all of the sponsors for the candy. And then prior to the parade, uh, we'll have volunteers going around the parade route, distributing candy bags to the kids. And again, it's just a safety issue and we don't want kids running out into the street or anything like that. And, and one of the insurance things is we cannot have candy thrown from an entry in the parade. Mm -hmm. And so with Kathy and Robin kind of organizing that, uh, the kids will, excuse me, get their sugar fix. Sorry, mom and dad. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, uh, we'll do that prior to the parade. And then also the uh, um, Service Credit Union and the Highwood Lions Club have donated uh, over 1,500 light wands and these are the little LED light ones that change color and flash and everything else. And so they're going to be donating those, which is really wonderful because it certainly adds to the sparkle of the evening. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, they'll be distributing those prior to the parade as well. Um, so that the kids will have their candy and their light wands and everything else just prior to the parade. And those will be starting to be distributed after six o'clock around the parade. Um, so again, come down early and uh, have a look around. And, and then uh, Kathy Lambert has also been um, touching base with all of the uh, merchants and groups uh, around town who have had hot chocolate stands or goodie stands around the parade route. And we've got some new fire pits this year to add. So there'll be kind of a fire pit at the hot chocolate stands. So literally you shouldn't have to go more than about half a block to get a goodie or a hot chocolate Perfect. <laughs> during the parade. And then uh, uh, Highwood Trusses is saving all of their uh, trimmings from building trusses for the fire pits. So it'll be, it, it just really adds a little bit of something to the evening. And so we're really looking forward to that. And the, like I say, with the hot chocolate, the fire pits, the hot dogs, the candy, the light wands, it should be a great evening for the parade. Yeah. Now just for good weather. That's always the hope, right? However, I do remember, I think it was uh, 2014, 2015. It was like minus 30, but everybody Uh, still came out. 2013, the the year of the flood. Yeah. It was was our second coldest parade. It was minus 39. Yeah. Our coldest parade was about 22 years ago and it was minus 40 with the north wind. It still floored me how many people came out to watch the parade. Yeah. So, so we do say it's an evening parade in Alberta in December. Dress accordingly. Yeah. Overdress. <laughs> Make sure you're overdressed. Oh, yeah, oh, because- so we've got a handful of people that are actually new to High River now. We've got a whole bunch of new residents. Um, So for people who haven't experienced this parade before, uh, yes, dress warm, be prepared for winter, be prepared for the wind chill, find your fire pits and your hot chocolate. Um, What can they expect? I mean, is this like your typical parade or uh, what do you you find is the highlight of the parade for you? Well, the, the neatest thing, and, and that's why we stress the Christmas lights on the, on the entries, because being an evening parade, um, having all the lights and everything on the, on the entries really makes the whole evening a little more spectacular. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of entries that have music as well on their, uh, on their entry. So um, when they register, we try to line them up so we don't have sort of all silent entries and then all entries with music we kind of try and spread them you know around together and so that uh, they can really come out and enjoy it and it really is an exciting kind of magic evening because with the like I say the lights and, and everything else at night it just is really quite spectacular and and some of the folks that put entries in uh it's just kind of amazing how much work they put into it which is really wonderful mm-hmm. uh, for for people to see and uh, and it's really just a, a great a funny evening yeah. and with the with the markets and the late night shopping uh, there's lots of things to do uh, yeah. the museum of the highwood uh, after the parade is over santa will 
jump off the float and go to the Museum of the Highwood so families can go in there and they can get uh, um, photos with Santa and so on. Oh, and perfect. so they can contact the Museum of the Highwood uh, for more details and, and kind of the times because they start uh, after the Santa Claus parade and then they have it on uh, following weekends as well. So that there's opportunity for families to get, you know, pictures with Santa uh, yeah. at, the, at the museum. So that's really fun. Yeah. As a parent, it's always fun seeing the excitement of the, yeah. of the kids when Santa <laughs> comes by and that's the, that's the number one thing they're waiting for. Right. So well, it's, I think that's, that's part of the thing that keeps all of us that volunteer for the parade going is, you know, when you see the kids have their faces are lit up and their eyes are like saucers, you kind of go, Oh yeah, I'll do it again next year. Yep, definitely. <laughs> so, so it's really great there. And then along with that, we have uh, light up George Lane park. And uh, so, <clears throat> excuse me, like I say, we're, we're installing the displays on the third, fourth and fifth. The lights won't actually come on until after Remembrance Day. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, if folks would like to come out, we could certainly use some more volunteers. Mm -hmm. And if they would like to donate uh, towards more lights, um, then they can go to, again, highriverchristmas.ca and click on the donate page. And if they want to sponsor a specific display or contribute to the larger display displays, they can do that or they can just make a donation to the lights. And then every year we try and add a few more, yeah. few more things. It's yeah. a big park. <laughs> it's a big park, but it's always so nice to be able to wander through there and even drive through and just take oh. a look. It's a great, anyone who hasn't gone through it, you have to go and experience it, especially at night, of course, with all the lights. And then the fun thing is you guys leave the lights on for a good length of time through winter as well. Well, we put the lights up, like I say, the, the lights turn on November 12th, mm -hmm. and then they'll be up until after the Ukrainian New Year, which is generally the middle part of January. Yeah. And then from there, we kind of check the temperature and see what it's like. And if it's minus 40, then the lights will stay on longer. Yeah. <laughs> if it's a little milder, then they come down earlier, but... Uh, last year, we left the archways up along the walkway um, for quite a bit longer. And that was really nice because it yeah. just seems that it's so dark. <laughs> yeah, well, it helps keep some magic yeah. in there, right? And that park is so that was really beautiful nice. in the summer. Yeah. Uh, we put a, a skating rink in the park a couple of years ago. Yeah. And that's gone over really well. So we're really thrilled to see how many people make use of the park. Oh, yeah. And so again, it will be going up on the third, fourth, and fifth, and then waiting to see kind of what our temperatures are like as far as getting ice in there. Yeah. And then once we get ice in, the skating rink basically is open and, until we get a an extended Chinook in the spring. Yeah. And so last year, I think we, the skating rink was going until about April. Yeah, um, I think so. So yeah. it was really great to like you say, to see how many people were out and using it. Yeah. And uh, it's like everything else, it's use at your own risk. <laughs> and the, We provide a couple of snow shovels. So if you go down there and it's just snowed, then you clear it off. 
practice your power skating and clean the ice. (laughs) And and the town has just been great as far as leveling the parking lot to put the skating rink in and, and bringing the water truck over and resurfacing the ice every once in a while. Mm -hmm. So, so it's really great having all of that happening. And um, we just, I mean, the, the help we get from people and groups is just amazing because we get like Fortis is coming on Thursday and they do all the tall trees for us. Oh, All good. we do is pass them the strand of light and they're up and down in their bucket trucks and, and away it goes. So we can't thank Fortis enough for that. And, yeah, those partnerships and, are important, right? Oh, exactly. And, and Les Rempel uh, of Rempel Construction, he and Norm Danny, uh, they look after bringing our little skate uh, changing shelter down to the mm-hmm. park and getting that set up. And, and then, oh, excuse me. Go ahead. <coughs> Haven't had enough coffee this morning. <laughs> it's early still, early enough. Yeah. And then uh, the uh, Notre Dame Collegiate, we had a couple of displays of, uh, that were donated a few years ago. Uh, one was a merry-go-round and the, the other was a Ferris wheel. And unfortunately, just with being in the park for that two-month period and with the wind and one thing and another, they were starting to get a little beat up. Mm. And, uh, and so Liam, the shop teacher at Notre Dame, he and his students have been refurbishing them for us. And then Mrs. Lyons and her art classes have been painting them. So we're looking forward to getting that done up. And, and then the Foothills Composite High School your fabrications class they will also make up some of the two-dimensional displays for us and then we just put lights and everything else on <coughs> oh sorry lisa it's okay ted don't worry about it it gets so wound up <laughs> right no that's exciting i mean we had september which is like high rivers month of activity and then now we're rolling into almost another month of activity for High River. So it's fun watching all of this cyclical stuff and activities happen and how community centric it is. I mean, you're pulling in from the schools, the different service groups, the different businesses, and they're all in the end, they're all jumping together, which I guess kind of plays really well to the theme of the parade as well, which is together for the holidays. Exactly, because we haven't been able to for a couple of years. Yeah, it feels like it's been a while. We thought that would be a good theme for the parade. And and like you say, just um, we can't thank Rotary Club enough. Uh, They were the um, sort of initial sponsors of our lights in the park Mm -hmm. through uh, the Rotary Club of High River, the Rotary District, and then Rotary International. We were able to get a uh, matching grants for uh, community redevelopment following the flood. Great. And uh, so that was the impetus that got us started. And so we can't thank them enough for their continued support. And then also the uh, Highwood Lions Club and the High River Kinsman Club have just been tremendous in terms of getting their members out to help us Mm -hmm. do things in terms of the lights in the park or putting on the parade as far as manning barricades or helping us with the setup and everything else. So it's, uh, it's, it's really fantastic to have all of that support uh, yeah. when we're doing this. 
And one thing that we're kind of excited about this year is um, Jason McKay of One World Drone. He came through last year and we did some video of the lights in the park and everything else. And so he's working on a kind of a promotional video that we can put on websites like the town or the chamber or our own High River Christmas one. Mm -hmm. uh, and also to send it to uh, Calgary TV news media and hopefully they'll give us a shot there too. <laughs> they seem so, to like High River, so we'll just keep rolling off of that. <laughs> that's right. We just keep pushing it. And, yeah. And then we've also, uh, thanks to Lorraine Watson and Bonnie Duck at uh, Trisphere Consulting, they organize our High River Light Up High River contest. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, they did a great job on the Halloween light contest. I don't know if you had a chance to go around and look at all the displays, but it was pretty amazing. Some of the things people had put up for Halloween. So we're really excited about the prospects for the Christmas light up. Yeah. And so again, if folks want to be part of that, uh, they can go to highriverchristmas.ca light up contest and they can enter their home or business. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then we can, uh, Bonnie and Lorraine put together a map that you can download on your phone or if you're a dinosaur like me, you print it out on paper and follow the route. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then you can go in and vote for the display that you think is, is the most appealing for you. Yeah. And, uh, and so again, it just involves the whole community in the, mm -hmm. in the process. Well, and the nice thing is like for the business community, really and truly from November 3rd on to Christmas, uh, there's three ways for a business to get involved. They can be involved by volunteering through the Light Up High River, helping with getting, um, oh my goodness, getting George Lane Park decorated. Yeah. Uh, they can register their business for a float or a vehicle to celebrate their business in the parade on December 2nd, they can also, actually there's four ways, they can also compete in decorating their storefront for Light Up High River. Plus they can on parade night do Moonlight Madness, stay open till 10 o'clock, maybe even host like a warm viewing party inside their storefront oh, onto the parade route. So there's tons of ways for businesses to be involved at almost no cost. Well, and, and the thing is, like with the with now with the LED lights and the varieties that are available, yeah. even the battery operated LED lights will last the entire parade and then some. Yeah. And uh, and so they really it, it's it's quite simple to to decorate something. Yeah. And a lot of the new vehicles they've got the accessory plug in that you just stick it in the accessory socket and you can plug your lights in right in your vehicle yeah gone are the days of strapping the generator onto the roof of your vehicle <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i laughed because uh, a couple of years ago the stampede uh, royalty came down mm -hmm. and we have our fingers crossed they're going to be here as well yeah um, but they came down and and they pulled up in their suv with the queen and princesses and the first nations princess and I thought, oh, gosh, nothing. Well, they opened the back of the truck. And the next thing I know, they're out there with little bits of duct tape. And they've got lights all over this. 
GMC SUV. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it took them maybe half an hour to put everything on prior to the parade. So yeah. it was like I say, with the LED, it does make everything a whole lot simpler mm -hmm. in terms of running. Definitely. Now, for the parade, do you want to touch on a little bit of the history of the parade? What started it? Well, it started actually, well, 36 years ago. Yeah. And how it actually began is John Nyberg, um, his, his wife, Sue, her birthday is the first part of December. And so he said to her one year, well, what would you like for your birthday? And they came from Southern Ontario. And she said, when she was a kid, they had an evening or they had a, a, it wasn't an evening, it was late afternoon because it was done before dark, but they had this Santa Claus parade and she would, she really missed that. So the first Santa Claus parade, I think there's about three entries <laughs> and, uh, and uh, Santa Claus and basically Santa, they had uh, one reindeer cut out of an eight by sheet, eight, four by eight sheet of plywood, and then a Santa sleigh that was cut out of two sheets of plywood, just side by side, and Santa <laughs> in the middle. And it was pulled by a team of horses. Yeah. And the thing I remembered was that you saw the horses, and, and there was so much going on with the horses and the driver, you kind of almost lost Santa. Oh, no. So, so it started there, and then um, about five years later, John came to the chamber, and I was on the chamber board at that time, and he said the parade had been growing, and each year there'd been more interest, and um, the town had, you know, moonlight madness, and so it was kind of a great tie-in for the parade mm -hmm. and moonlight madness. So John came to the chamber and said it was getting bigger than he could handle just by himself. And so I said, oh, I can do it for a couple of years. <laughs> 31 years later. <laughs> Here we are. And, and so then for quite a number, well, up until actually the flood, uh, Lynette McCracken, who was the chamber general yeah. manager at the time, yeah. between she and I, we kind of organized the parade and she looked after the paperwork and I looked after everything else. And, uh, and it's, it's just grown each year. And then we wanted to put more emphasis on Santa. Yeah. As far as, you know, this is his parade. And so we started out, uh, you know, begging, borrowing, scrounging, uh, whatever we could and raised enough money that we bought three of the three-dimensional reindeer, the ones that we mm -hmm. have now, and, uh, and mounted them on, on the wagon that, that they had. And then I drew up the plans for a, a sleigh and <laughs> sort of went from one business to another that, you know, went to Lutz and said, uh, would you donate the lumber to build the sleigh? And then uh, I went over to uh, River City Welding and uh, I said to Kurt, Lutz is going to donate the lumber. Will you donate the, the welding for the framework? Oh, well, if Lutz is doing that, he'll do that. So then we went to Wagner Cabinets and 
uh, Lutz is donating the lumber, you know, Kurt's doing the welding, will you put the lumber into the sleigh? They went down the street to, uh, you know, Triple K Auto Body and said, hey, Lutz is doing this, Kurt's doing <laughs> will you paint it? <laughs> you know? oh. And so it, uh, it all came together that way. And then uh, um, Delian Popovich, who unfortunately has passed away, but was at Senator Riley in the art class. Yeah. And we needed a Santa sack. So her art class made us a paper mache big Santa sack to go in the back of the sleigh. And, uh, and it was really terrific. Except it was paper mache. Yeah. My God, you know, if we get a snowfall while well, the parade's going on, this Santa sack is just <laughs> going to disappear. Yeah. Um, so we went to All Track and Okotoks. Um, they make all the fiberglass tubs mm-hmm. and showers and all that sort of thing. And so we begged and borrowed from them, and, and they actually spray, spray coated it with fiberglass. Yep. And so that's now in the back of the sleigh. And so we got that part going and then uh, three reindeer weren't quite enough. So again, we went out scrounging yeah. <laughs> and we raised enough money for three more reindeer. And then um, the town was storing it for us in the old operations yard. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then there was a flood in 93 and uh, they had taken it out of the Quonset to dry out because it was an old the sleighs or the float parts are old hay racks so they're basically a a wooden wagon with wheels and so they had floated during the flood but they needed to dry out thankfully yeah. And unfortunately somebody came out of the river roadhouse after an evening of uh, imbibing and yeah. decided to have a rodeo on our reindeer and jumped the fence and basically trashed three of the reindeer. Oh no. So uh, we went over to uh, uh, Morgan at, uh, at the auto body and uh, he had done a lot, uh, I noticed he had done a lot of work repairing like Corvettes, which are fiberglass bodies. And mm-hmm. So I thought, well, we've got fiberglass reindeer. Um, so I said, well, how much would it cost to sort of repair these so they'll stand on their pedestals for the for the float? Yeah. So he said, oh, you know, $1,500 would do that. So we said, great, because basically to buy a reindeer is $2,500 US. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, so then when he got them all finished, uh, he actually donated all of his labor and time, which was wonderful. But in the meantime, uh, Lynette had been talking with the insurance company, and they covered the cost of replacement of the three reindeer. And so when they said, you guys keep the road, what are we going to do with three ruined reindeer? <laughs> so that's when we got Morgan to to fix them up. So then we ended up with actually nine reindeer. There you go. <laughs> so we had the full complement plus Rudolph. So it was, it was really great. And so then every year we just, you know, try and spruce it up a little bit. And yeah. then uh, 
We wanted to make it self-propelled rather than having it pulled by horses. Mm-hmm. So when we just had the three reindeer, I went over and saw Hugh Joyce at Farmway Machinery and said, you've got all these little garden tractors. Uh, can we use one of those to pull the Santa float? And he said, oh, yeah, no problem. I said, no, no, no. <laughs> I said, it can't look like a garden tractor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he says, I'll, I'll have to talk to the, to the staff. So he phoned me up about three days later and he said, have you got a minute to come over to the shop? So I went over to Farmway and here the guys in the shop, they'd taken one of their, not their little tiny garden tractor, but, you know, sort of a little bit larger garden tractor. And they had made up uh, mesh and uh, uh, plastic igloo (laughs) so that... The thing sat over top of the garden tractor, the driver crawled in underneath, and then they rooted the exhaust up the pipe, and then so it came out the top of the igloo, so the driver didn't get gassed. (laughs) (laughs) So here's this igloo going down the road. I mean, it was really incredible. And uh, and then when we added the second uh, wagon, excuse me, um, they made a bigger igloo. And then uh, when we, after the incident with the damaged reindeer, we thought, okay, it would be nice to get it self-propelled. So again, we did some scrounging and got some money and bought this old Cadillac, (laughs) bolted the reindeer to the roof and the hood. (laughs) Perfect. And hooked it up and then... uh, um, BASF out at Blackie have the spray foam. So they came over and we doctored this old Cadillac to look like a snow drift. <laughs> so we had that pulling the, the, the sleigh and everything else. Yeah. And that worked really well. And then unfortunately we had the flood in 2013. Mm-hmm. And after the flood, we went out to check everything and the Cadillac was mud up to the dashboard. Yeah. <laughs> so the, uh, it was stored on the old Mercer property, which the town had yeah. acquired. And then, so they, they hooked up the whopping great front end loader, dragged this mud laden Cadillac out of the oh, no. barn. We unbolted the reindeer because they were they had, were high enough. They were fine, but the Cadillac was done. And then uh, we're looking around for, you know, my God, we got to find another vehicle. And uh, Sandy Kennedy and Ray Watron heard of our plight, and uh, they had a, a 1990, oh, 95 or 97 Ford Aerostar. And, and so they donated that to the cause. And so we made a rack that fit on the roof of the minivan, attached our reindeer. But we thought, ah, it looks like a minivan pulling, <laughs> <laughs> pulling the Santa float. And uh, so we talked to the folks over at Foothills Signs, mm-hmm. and they actually wrapped the minivan. So it's, look, it's like a mountain winter scene 
Perfect. Uh, wrapping the, you know, this minivan. So it actually, it, it's really kind of cool to see the reindeer flying over the mountains and yeah. <laughs> Santa coming along in behind. Yeah, absolutely. I love how, like, you touched on, I think I counted seven different, more than that, but definitely seven different businesses in High River over time that have, like, helped build, create, restore, put life back into the float itself. And really and truly that's the parade. So like, this is a hundred percent high rivers parade. Oh, no doubt about it. And I mean, and, and that's the thing that's really to me been the, the most gratifying is because I'm, I'm lousy when it comes to, going to a business and asking them yeah you know for money or donations whatever um, because I knew when we were in business how many requests we got yeah and uh, and you tried to help as many as you could but there's a limit to what yeah. you can actually do and still remain in business yeah and, uh, and so like I say I'm terrible at that but I, I found when I would go to these businesses with the Santa Claus parade and say, this is what we're trying to do. They were always so gracious and accommodating. Yeah. It's just been incredible. And, and like, even just, even now when um, more and more there are safety considerations for running the parade. And so one of the things we do is, go around prior to the parade to just make sure the route is clear and that folks mm -hmm. are on the sidewalk and things like that and not kind of squishing in yeah and and ward tires has their little fleet of mini or smart cars yep so they're kind enough they loan us three cars no questions asked that we can use to like i say go out prior to the parade yeah. Uh, starting and just make sure that everything is set yeah and, uh, and so like it just continues and um, we have to give a huge shout out to uh, Peter Nickerson at Midnight Oil because yeah. uh, when we started getting all of these things together for the parades and the lights the town had a 1947 fire truck that was really a neat old truck <laughs> mm -hmm but it hadn't run for quite a few years. And so between Peter Macklin, who used to work at Farmway, yep. and, uh, and Peter Nickerson from Midnight Oil, they kind of revived the old girl. <laughs> and then uh, um, we got it all running and everything else in the first parade, we thought, fantastic. The old fire truck got about three quarters away around uh -huh. the parade and because it had the old generator instead of the alternator, yeah, it wasn't going fast enough to charge the battery. So we were actually running it on the battery. Oh no! Three quarters of the way around the parade, the battery pooped out. Oh no! <laughs> so, so then uh, you know we talked to Peter at Midnight Oil, and um, we were able to get a, an alternator conversion for this 1947. Ford fire truck and man alive that just cleared the problem right up because 
now even when the truck's idling, it's charging the battery. Yeah. So we can we're we're good to go with that. So like I say, all those kinds of things that different businesses help us with. Um, mm -hmm. it's just absolutely incredible. Yeah, I think it's amazing. I mean, when you start to realize how how important that volunteer base is and that just good faith business support is and how really and truly every single element is involved in one format and, or another, be it the candy donations, the uh, glow lights that the kids love to get to the volunteers making sure that everybody's safe on the, on the route and making sure the float's working and doing all that pre-work that nobody sees in yep. the background, if it weren't for those people, those volunteers, yourself, your <coughs> committee, we wouldn't have a parade and we wouldn't have our, our springtime parade either because it's the same, it's the same amount of work and the same, same effort required, but basically the same people, <laughs> same people. Yeah. So back to volunteer base, if someone's yeah. looking to get involved with the town and or with the town, with the parades, or meet new people, get connected, those things. Um, how do they reach out? Is it again through HighRiverChristmas.ca? HighRiverChristmas.ca. Okay. Uh, and then the donate one, they can go down and, and volunteer. Okay. Or they can follow, call me on my cell phone, 403-652-6371. Okay. And I would love to hear from them. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> And so it's, it's tremendous that way. And like I say, just the people that have showed up in the past, we've had uh, some of the players from uh, the High River Flyers. Mm -hmm. uh, we have kids from the uh, first High River Scouts that, that come out and help. And so it, it just kind of goes on and on. And, uh, you know, if I started, I'd probably forget somebody and then I'd feel really bad because <laughs> it's hard saying thank you to 36 years of oh, people involved it's, in it's this. Just, it's just been incredible. Like yeah. I say, the, the support that we've had from the community and, uh, and from the town and uh, because they do provide the financing for the uh, basis of the parades and the both parades and the lights yeah. in the park. And then between Hank Lee Frank, who's the chair for Little Bridges, mm -hmm. and myself, and then our committee, we kind of, okay, how are, how are we going to spread this money out between the per, Little Bridges, the Santa Claus Parade, and the lights in the park? Yeah. And, um, and so uh, the donation signs, like if you go into the park, the signs that you see around the roadway, yeah. Um, the initial sign is $250 uh, for that sign. And then following years, you can renew your sign for $50 a year. Yeah. And that money goes right back into more displays um, mm -hmm. because all of our committee is volunteers. Yeah. And, and we, want, we want to make it as nice as everybody expects. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. And keep it, keep it vibrant and keep it alive, right? Rather than watch yeah. it slowly kind of die. Because if you don't maintain those things, yeah. it, it doesn't continue to happen at the same level of, uh, I guess, beauty and grandeur that we enjoy seeing it as. And, and we keep track of all of our volunteer hours because that's part of the basis for our funding from the town. Mm -hmm. And like right now, we're over a thousand hours already. 
um, as far as getting everything in place uh, for the Santa Claus parade and the lights in the park and uh, all the, like you say, the repairs and everything to make it look yeah. like it should. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Ted, I so appreciate hearing the history of the parade. And I had no idea the in-depth involvement of all these different businesses to make the float evolve and become yeah. what it is and what we see today. Um, and just even hearing the originating, like where it came from, the originating idea, that is such a, a unique story piece that I don't think very many places have that story as to why the parade is what it is now. <laughs> yeah. So that was fabulous. I appreciate that so much. And thank you for spending your time to teach oh, us a little bit more my, about my it. Pleasure. We, we have a lot of fun at it. We Good. hope everybody else does too. So we're looking forward to this year again. Yeah, I know we're excited to see it on the streets and to be out there freezing our butts off or commenting <laughs> on how unseasonably warm it is. Um, but thankfully, there are those fire pits too. So that'll be wonderful to warm up with. And then hopefully our retail stores will be open so we can pop in and out and fill our stockings and uh, and, and take advantage of that Moonlight Madness shopping and the markets that are there too, because those are always fun to There's experience. just so many things to do. It's just, yeah. it's really exciting. And, and I'm afraid I don't have much sympathy for folks that say, oh, it's cold. <laughs> Basically, for the Santa Claus Parade, we start at 9.30 in the morning. Yeah, you're out. Getting things time. organized and putting up the, the safety posts from COP, uh, yeah. Citizens on Patrol. Yeah. And by the time we put everything away, it's 9.30 at night. And we've been outside for 90% of that time. So I'm afraid I don't have much sympathy for somebody who said, Ooh, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fair. That's totally understandable. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much. Thank you. We certainly appreciate it. And if there's anything else that we can bend your ear about, about the parades or the lights. Yeah, I'm sure we'll be in discussion in the future as well. But for now, we'll encourage everybody to enjoy the parade and uh, get their floats in. Oh, for sure. The more the merrier. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much, Ted. Oh, thank you very much, Lisa. We appreciate it. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye now.